بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين والصلاة والسلام على سيد الأنبياء والمرسلين نبينا محمد وعلى آله وصحبه والذين اتبعوهم بإحسان إلى يوم الدين It was only possible through Allah's help and guidance to address this very important issue regarding parenting Since the topic of tarbiyah is to influence the growth process of a child to be a grown-up that meets predetermined objectives, we must know the element of tarbiyah in order to do this process correctly and to understand some disciplinary rules. So insha'Allah ta'ala we will be talking about the elements of tarbiyah and disciplinary rules. And those disciplinary rules will help you whip your child into shape. Element number one, preserving the child's instinct. Let me read to you all the elements and then we go over them one after one. Okay? Preserving the child's instinct, fatra, correcting behavioral problems and removing undesirable trends, developing the child's talents, encouraging the child to employ his talents and qualifications to fulfill the purpose of his or her existence. Parents fall into many pitfalls regarding each element. We address element number one, preserving the child's instincts. All children are born with a common pure instincts. The Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, كُلُّ مَوْلُودٍ يُولَدُ عَلَى الْفِطْرَةِ فَأَبَوَاهُ يُهَوِّدَانِهِ أَوْ يُنَصِّرَانِهِ أَوْ يُمَجِّسَانِهِ Each child is born with a pure instinct, but his parents make him a Jew, a Christian, or a Magi, a Majus. Love and fear are parts of this pure instinct. Every child is born to love and fear instinctively. And every child comes with this program. And that is to love and fear. This is the instinctive love and fear. And your duty is to make your child love Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and fear Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Inculcate in your child the fear from Allah Azza wa Jal and the love to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. This produces tremendous good results. When the child loves Allah, he cooperates with you to do good things. And when the child fears Allah, he or he will cooperate with you to stay away from doing bad things. But many parents replace this love and fear for Allah and from Allah by something else. Some parents create some kind of an ugly character which varies from culture to culture and they say to the child, if you do not do this, if you do not do that, the boogeyman will come and get you. Is that familiar to you? I don't know where you come from, what culture you came from, but each culture has its own boogeyman. 
If you do not do that, the boogeyman will come and, and do something to you. Some cultures, they use the imam as the boogeyman. They say to the child, if you do not do that, we're going to say the shaykh. We're going to say to the shaykh about you. And the child become afraid of the shaykh and what the shaykh represents and stay away from the shaykh and the masjid and everything that is related to or associated with the shaykh or with the imam. So instead of making the child fear his Lord, they shift this instinctive fear to some imaginary creature. Also some parents create some kind of character to bring good things to the child when he or she does something good. Some kind of a fairy shall give him or give her something. So instead of making the child love Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, they make the child love the fairies. They expect good things to come from the fairies. So instead of making the child expect good things to come from Allah, now the child is programmed to realize that good things come from the fairies and he should be afraid of the boogeyman. And then when the child gets older and he realizes that there is no boogeyman and there is no fairies, now he's not afraid of anyone nor he loves anyone. See, they damage that pure instinct in the child. And this practice takes the child away from Allah. You as a parent, make sure that you use the program that comes with your child. Do not replace it with a counterfeit one. Realize one very important fact. The shaitan has a counterfeit program for every genuine divine program. In this case, the shaitan's program is to replace fear from Allah by fear from the boogeyman and love to Allah to with the love of the fairies. This pitfall weakens your ability to modify your child's behavior. And also, we have to be aware of children's books that are filled with fairy tales and sorceries. Those books endanger the belief system of your child. Those books, those stories, grab his or her imagination and destroy their futrah. Nowadays, they are a very famous book, the best-selling book, Harry Potter books. And those books are filled with sorcery and magic and all those destructive elements. And they make those books the reading books for children. They damage the children instinctive elements of loving and fearing Allah. So you need to be very careful not to expose your children to those destructive elements. The second element of Terbiyah is correcting behavioral problems and removing evil trends. Children to varying degrees have behavioral problems. This is normal. Sometimes it's a stubbornness. Sometimes it's rebellious attitude. Sometimes it's lack of subordination. Sometimes it's an ongoing nagging. Sometimes it's continual bickering with siblings. But this is normal. 
You may notice also some evil trends in the child and you worry about the child. The child is stingy, the child lies, and the child has those weird thoughts and views and you worry about the child. But those are normal trends. Every child is a selfish child. That is normal. Get three kids and give them two cookies you're going to end up with a fight every time you do that. It's an equation, a proven equation. Get any three children and give them two cookies, you're going to end up with a fight. You're not going to see the child saying, well, I'm going to give you my share. Here, take my share. No. I'm going to take my share and your share too. This is how the child thinks. Because the child is a human being acting with his human being Nature, how Allah Azza wa Jal created a human being as a human being. What did Allah say about a human being? Arrogant, selfish, oppressive. But then when we put in that human being the faith in Allah Azza wa Jal that it changes that human being and transfer that human being to be a believer. A good believer, a generous person, a giving person. So without putting this program from Allah Azza wa Jal, a human being naturally is an oppressive, arrogant creature. So every child is a selfish child. But if we leave those characteristics uncared for, and they go unadjusted, they get more problematic in time. And now the very important question, you ask yourself, how can I change my child and straighten him or her up? I will share with you, insha'Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, seven things that insha'Allah azza wa jal will help you in correcting behavioral problems and removing undesirable trends. We will go from A to H. A, a lot of dua. Pray for your child. Remember your child in your prayers. Have you prayed to your child when you prayed Fajr today? Did you make dua for your child when you prayed Fajr today? As a parent, did you do that? And when you prayed Isha, did you make dua for your child, for your children? Good. This is what you have to do. Make a lot of dua for your children to be guided, to be pious, for Allah to preserve them. And never make a dua against your child. You know, sometimes a parent gets angry and they say things against their children. Do not do that at all. The Prophet said, do not make dua against your children because maybe you make your dua in a time that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala answers all dua and then you will negatively impact the life of your child. So make a lot of dua for your children. Even when they aggravate you, and instead of saying something negative, say, Allah yahdik, may Allah guide you. May Allah guide you. That is better. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala tells us in the Quran 2574, Allah is teaching us this dua. رَبَّنَا هَبْ لَنَا مِنْ أَزْوَاجِنَا وَذُرِّيَّاتِنَا قُرَّةَ أَعْيُنَ Our Lord grant us pleasing spouses and children. 
your supplications go a very long way. So make sure you make tremendous amount of dua for your children. Be effective communications with your child. To effectively communicate with your child, you need to be clear, you need to have clarity. You need to communicate clearly to your child what you mean. Request a confirmation that the child understood you correctly. Because many times, you say something to the child, and you say to the child, did you understand? And the child says, yes. But what the child understood is different what you meant. Because children think different than adults. There was a mother who had a toddler, a five-year-old toddler. And this mother was pregnant. And the five-year-old was very excited about having a new brother, about having a baby brother. And every time he would go to school and talk to his teacher about the fact that he will have a baby brother soon. And when the mother was more into the pregnancy and she started feeling the movement inside of her tummy, she said to this toddler, would you like to feel the movement? And she took his hand and she put his hand on her tummy and he felt the movement of the baby inside of her. And after that, the toddler was very apprehensive from his mother and he did not talk about his baby brother anymore. And then his father called him and he told him, why are you apprehensive from your mother? Why you're not going to her? Why you're not talking about your baby brother anymore? He said, my mommy swallowed my baby brother. <laughs> See, children do not think as you think. So when you say to the child, do you understand? He says, yes. That does not mean he understood what you want him to understand. So it's very important for you to tell the child, repeat to me what you understood. And when you hear the child repeating to you what they understood, and you are comfortable with that, now you have communicated with your child. Because wisdom necessitates communicating to the child that we love him and we care about him. But also we have to establish rules and regulations. And do not forget to tell your children the rules and the regulation over and over again with consistency and clarity in order to avoid any confusion in their minds. Because the child is a very slow learner and forgets the things that he does not want to remember. Have you noticed that? The child forgets the thing that he does not want to remember, but he remembers the thing that you want him to forget. So forget about this toy. He never forgets about it. But tell him, brush your teeth in the morning. He always forgets about that. That is natural, normal behavior for children. If you need to write those rules and regulations down, do that and post the regulation sheet in their rooms. So they will be aware of it. Because the fact of the matter, children take advantage of lack of clarity. 
I did not hear you. I did not understand you. I thought you meant this. I thought you meant that. Does that sound familiar to you? Huh? Yes? So when you communicate instruction to your children, you need to be clear. And when you communicate instructions to your children while you are in the kitchen and she is in the bedroom or over the sound of something or you are playing on the or the child is playing on the computer or over the sound of the TV and I'm not endorsing that but this is a matter of fact you end up with I did not hear you I did not understand you I thought you meant this I thought you meant that Clarity means that you get the child's attention, you look him or her in the eye, then you speak to them directly in a clear voice. Then you get from the child confirmation that he or she understood you and they understood what is required of them. Because the fact of the matter, whenever there is a room for the child to say, I did not hear you, I did not understand you, I thought you meant this, I thought you meant that, they're going to exercise their childhood understanding to dodge some of your instruction. And the second element for effective communication is firmness. Oftentimes, depending on the tone of your voice, your children do not understand from your speech what you mean. The child says, may I go play outside? Can I go play outside? They say, no honey, it's not, it's not okay now. No honey, it's not okay. Oh, I do not think so. That means yes. To the child, if you say, no honey, do not go outside, I do not think so, maybe it's getting dark, that means yes. But when the child asks you, can I go and play outside, you say, no, you cannot do that now. That means no for the child. So you need to say what you need to communicate with the child with firmness. And firmness does not mean you are not gentle, firmness can coexist with gentleness. Because there is a difference between gentleness and wishy-washiness. Gentleness does not mean lack of firmness and decisiveness. The Prophet ﷺ said, as long as gentleness is present, the matter is nice. When gentleness is removed, the matter is degraded. So be firm and gentle, but do not be wishy-washy. Firmness and clarity. The third important aspect to effective communication is give your child a chance to respond. Your children like to nag and raise opposition when you tell them to do something. Then teach your child that he or she has the right to object to you one time. And whenever I tell you to do something, not to do something, you can object to me one time. If I accept your objection, fine. If I don't, you have to do what I tell you to do. Many times, the child comes up with genuine objections. And after hearing what the child has to say, you say, alright, maybe I will change it, I will have you do something else. So teach your child to object one time without nagging. After that, he knows he has to do what is required of him to do. So you train your child to object once.
C is avoid ineffective parenting. This is a very important aspect. If you notice no improvements in your child's behavior, that means your parenting style is not effective. If your parenting style is not producing good results, maybe it's not your child's fault, but your style is lousy. You say to yourself, when is it going to dawn on this child to do what I tell him to do? And maybe you need to ask yourself, when is it going to dawn on you that your parenting style is not effective? I will share with you some bad parenting strategies and see if that sounds familiar to you. The parent says to the child, do not eat with your mouth open. Do not show your food and open your mouth as you are chewing your food. And the child keeps on opening his mouth while when he eats and when he chews his food. And the parent gets very angry and shouts, How many times I told you not to do that? The answer is a dumb look on the face and no response. I don't know. How many times I told you not to do that? What is the answer? A dumb look on the face and I do not know. You know why? Because the child cannot comprehend that you are asking him a rhetorical question. The child thinks you are asking him about how many times you have told him to do that. Or not to do that. Before I was aware of this fault, one time I was asking my child, how many times I told you not to do that? And he said, 25 times. Because the child cannot comprehend that you are asking him a rhetorical question. He thinks, she thinks that you are asking him how many times you are telling him to do something or not to do something. And he did not keep count. So he gives you this dumb look on the face saying, Oh, I don't know. Does that sound familiar to you? Or you say, I told you not to do this. Why did you do it? I told you not to do this. Why you keep on doing it? Why you're doing it again? The answer is another dumb look on the face and the ever famous answer, I did not know. I don't know. Why you're doing it again? I don't know. I mean, what do you expect? Do you expect your child to say, well, because I am a human being, and every human being is a sinner, and the best of the sinners are the repenters, and this is why I give up to my temptations, and I do what you told me not to do. Do you want your child to say that to you? He's not going to be able to say that to you, right? So do not ask him why he did it, or why he, did, why he is doing a violation. He cannot say to you, because I am a human being, every human being is a sinner, and the best of sinners, those who repent, and Allah created us as a manifestation of His names and attributes, and we have to sin for Allah to forgive us. Can He say that to you? So, do not ask Him why He did it, because you know the answer, because He's a child, and He gives up to His temptations. Right? You know that. But the effective way goes as follows. You say to him, I told you not to do this. 
And you did it. You are in violation of my order. Your violation makes me sad, upset with you, and now I'm not happy with you. You communicate your emotions to the child. And then you say, you are going to get it. So what is it? It is a reminder along with the negative reinforcement.